I had only just met my other two team members when we agreed to tackle the challenge together. It was a perfectly sunny day in May, and we were setting out across a college campus on sort of a a community scavenger hunt. We had a map, and we had some clues, and we had some puzzles and riddles that would hopefully help us more when we got to different uh, particular parts of the campus. There were a handful of other teams, and we all headed out in different directions. And in the hours that followed, we we wove back and forth across each other's paths, all circling around and around on the hunt, often going in the wrong direction, it felt like. It wasn't the kind of scavenger hunt that many of us tend to think of, though, There wasn't one clue leading to the next clue and then the next. And it wasn't a race between the teams to be the first ones to reach some glorious final prize. Instead, the hunt was designed to help us connect playfully as fellow humans. And maybe, most especially, it was created to help us notice things that were interesting and beautiful. Some of them were more obvious, like massive, towering sculptures, but many of the spots the clues led us to were smaller and tucked away. A quirky historical plaque, some whimsical art buried under a stairwell, curious messages hidden in murals, Things like that. I am certain I would have missed uh, probably all of them but the giant towering sculptures if I had been left to my own devices. But here on the hunt, clutching our list of clues, it it was as if invisible hands were guiding me this way and that, occasionally grabbing my shoulders to stop me and turn me to see something marvelous. The beauty was already there, all around me, and I needed help to see it. This is how I hear this fabulous passage from the wisdom of Solomon land this morning. Wisdom is all around, ever-present, entirely available to us. And if we are to find her, something is required of us. We have to go after her. We have to seek her. We have to actively look for her. For a long time, I have loved the way this book personifies wisdom. Painting her as as a character, as someone we could reach out to and interact with. Someone who is just outside Maybe, maybe coyly sitting at the gate. In a strange and wonderful way, wisdom seems to be both God and God's goodness here. She is both the Holy Spirit and the grace that the Spirit continually extends to us. 
When we encounter the thing, the the wisdom, the grace, the love, we find God as well. And when we encounter God, her wisdom is ready at hand for us to lean on. It's, It's kind of a scavenger hunt. But here with God, the clues work in all directions. You can pick up any one of them and follow them in any direction. And there you will find God. It's not a trick or a competition or a race. And anyone can be on your team, even if you've only just met them. And even if you've somehow already forgotten their names, as I had on that lovely day in May. There are countless ways to do it, to seek wisdom. From this reading, it it seems to me that perhaps the only requirement is that we recognize that this is an active pursuit. It's not something that solely happens in our minds. And finding God is not something that just happens to us. Instead, the seeking is something that we live out in our bodies. Wisdom, the passage says, is easily discerned by those who love her and is found by those who seek her. Loving and seeking are active, deliberate, intentional things. They have to do with how we play and how we rest They have to do with how we engage all our senses, how we move through the world. Loving and seeking are woven together with how we reach to perceive where God is in our midst and how we might draw a little closer. They have to do with how we look for clues, how we connect the dots of the world and of life and of beauty around us. The seeking and loving, they are active pursuits. They're carried out with our whole selves. They do not happen accidentally. And and they, they do not generally happen just in the cracks of life, just in those little in-between times. They require space to breathe. They need room for our attention, time for our attention to settle in, and spread out. What I have long known and yet often forget is how much we all need time to do this. We need time to restart and refocus and build back these practices and habits that root us in the divine. I don't know what it is that most helps you into that place of seeking and loving. It could be leaving the TV off for a while to create more quiet in your day. Or not picking up your phone continually and uh, opening email when maybe you're done working. Even if it's just that one little, just, just that one little thing. Or maybe it's a longer stretch that you need to really unplug and recenter. This is why I am stepping away for a season and moving into this Sabbath time set apart that we call sabbatical. 
It's not just the outward signs that make it clear that it is time, like how on, uh, on Wednesday night, most of the vestry got to hang out outside there for quite a while um, because my keys were locked in my office. <laughs> it's a beautiful night. The stars were lovely. It's things like that, but it's also um, the quieter, deeper things that signal to me that it's time. The way it feels more challenging to still myself and my monkey brain. The way beauty and wonder feel a little more elusive these days. The way I have to stretch myself to drum up the energy it takes to run after the spirit. I want all of us to have wells that are both so deep and filled so full that you can just reach your hand in just a little ways down and scoop up fresh water. I know that I'm not there right now, and I am so grateful for the time ahead to fill that back up. My hope is that in the coming months, you all can reach for the practices that fill you up also. I hope you can keep picking up those ways that you have reliably encountered God in the past. The things that make you feel so fully yourself. The places that leave you feeling unquestionably alive and connected. And I hope that you will explore and experiment and find new ways also. Ways that maybe surprise you and catch you off guard as they show you that, that yes, that wisdom is right here. That God is sitting right here at the gate, ready and waiting to run with you. I want that seeking and loving for all of us. I want for it to be a downbeat for us and our way of life. When we have these rhythms of connecting to the holy, and when we reliably set time apart for them, a different kind of life becomes possible. Of course, there are still dishes and chores and taxes, but those can begin to recede into the background at least a bit. Something more wonderful comes into view when we hold these Sabbath practices. As we are reminded in the wisdom passage, this goodness, this love, is always present. Right here. Right now. Right at our side. The question is if we can see this if we can perceive God, if we can welcome the Spirit in. Sometimes that can feel pretty difficult. And these practices that return us to ourselves, that help us remember how to breathe, how to look at the beauty of the world, how to listen, these help us connect again with the goodness that is already here. We can begin by taking time and remembering that we are on this grand scavenger hunt together. We are here to seek and to love day by day with our whole selves.